Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicars.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is titled India's Super 50 Companies. It's a first of its kind issue by Forbes India and joining me to talk all about it on the other line is Deputy Editor and Head of Outstation Bureaus N Madhavan. Hi Madhavan, thanks for doing this. Hi. Uh, Madhavan, no, super is a word that we hear very often in the field of sports, you know, a super shot or a super backhand now that we are in the Wimbledon. It, it basically means extraordinary or something that is pleasing to the eye. It is not necessarily measurable, but when we are talking about companies, when Forbes India is writing about them, what is super in that context? How do you define it? Defining a company, whether it is a, a super company or not, is a, is a challenging task. There are many measures by which we normally arrive at how a company is evaluated. Uh, One is by using market capitalization, how well the stock is performing in the stock market and what sort of returns the investors are getting from there. The other option is to simply look at the top line growth. How much has the revenue grown over the years? Forbes India, as we we sat down to uh, arrive at the parameters by which we will identify our Super 50 companies and we decided in including all these three parameters with equal weightage. First, we use set of eliminators to take out companies which are above, sorry, which are below 10,000 crore market cap. And then we have taken out the PSUs. And uh, see, India is a very unique market in the sense conglomerates flourish here. So each conglomerate has five or six big companies. So in order to ensure that there is a level playing field, we had to ensure that there are only two companies from each conglomerate that made into the uh, list. So what are some of the names, uh, Madhavan? It's easy to have the same sort of companies in a list like this, but some of the names are unexpected entries into that list. So how did you arrive at that? See, the list has the expected names and it has also got a lot of surprising names. You know, the expected names that I can talk about are Hindustan Unilever, uh, you know, Dr. Reddy's Lab, Aishar Motors, HDFC, Kotak Mahindra Bank, MRF. These are companies which you typically expect them to be present in any major listing. The unexpected names that we were also quite surprised by it are companies like Ajanta Pharma, Berger Paints, Page Industries. And they were able to make it to the list because of their strong performance over the last three years. See, to bring in a consistency element into our uh, listing, we ensured that all these parameters are evaluated over a period of three years. All these parameters that I discussed a little earlier were evaluated over a period of three years to make consistency an important uh, benchmark for identifying super companies. And size is not a criteria that is a winning one, is it? So you need not have a big company making it in, but perhaps a fast-growing one, let's say like Shriram City Union Finance, uh, making it in this list. Yeah, more than the size, it is the performance that matters. And uh, this list was a revelation in that as we went about applying our methodology, we realized that a lot of not-so-big companies were making the cut. And uh, what makes us very happy about this listing is that you need not be big to be good. And I just wanted to add here that this is not a ranking of companies, but a listing of India's super 50 companies. And they have been listed out in the alphabetical order. 
Right. And one of the companies that you've written at length about is uh, Aisha Motors. And you are in Chennai and it's it's home to, uh, Aisha Motors is home to one of the most iconic brands in India, Royal Enfield. And when you read some of the stats in the story that up until 10 years back or even five for that matter, Royal Enfield was in choppy waters. And now you can see far more bikes on the road. Uh, as compared to even five years ago. So could you briefly take us through why does it make it on your list and uh, what was your experience of talking to Mr. Siddharth Lal and what their immediate future looks like? Royal Enfield is, is a sensational turnaround story. Fifteen years ago, Aishir Motors were thinking of either selling or closing down Royal Enfield. Today, 40% of Aishir's revenue comes from Royal Enfield. Almost 80% of their operating profit comes from Royal Enfield. And if you look at the Q1 results of 2015, almost the entire profits, net profits of Aishar Motors came from Royal Enfield. It's a great story of how an iconic brand, which was almost dying, has been revived without losing any of its characteristics that gave it the iconic status in the first place. It's very easy to modernize the product. But to modernize a product without losing its traditional looks, the feel, the operating performance is not easy. And I would say Siddharth Lal and his team had to go even against principles of physics to try and, you know, retain some of those old characteristics that everybody knew Royal Enfield products typically had. Yes, and I think even the customers, sorry to interrupt Madhavan, customers would go to great lengths just to get the thump of the vehicle right to match it with the yesteryears. So it's, it's not just about the riding pleasure, but also how it sounds, how it feels, the all little things. And only somebody who might own an Enfield might know how dear it is to him. That's the kind of cult it has. Correct. And Enfield products are or they are in the leisure riding segment. They are not a commuter bikes. So these are people who already have a vehicle or a car and they they use these Royal Enfield products basically to go on a weekly leisure ride and all that. They are very particular about their bikes. They need to really have everything that they want in the bike. And secondly, Aisha Motors is also a significant player in the commercial vehicle segment. Right. And there, I think Siddharth Ral took a completely opposite view. Rather than growing the company on his own, he decided to go for a joint venture with Volvo. The benefits of that are beginning to accrue. And moving on, Madhavan, a couple of other companies that you have profiled, one of them is Ajanta Pharma. You mentioned it very briefly at the beginning. You have Britannia. A brief summary on why did you choose to write at length on some of the companies as compared to others? We basically looked at of the list of 50 companies which are the ideal companies to do a larger profile. We just discussed Aisha. We chose uh, Ajanta Pharma, for instance, because it is a company which is a much small, the smallest of the lot. We really wanted to highlight that even a small company can be a super company. So that was the reason we looked at Ajanta Pharma. It's a clear case of uh, a turnaround, like in the case of Britannia, which was again a big company, an old company, very good brand. But over the period of last five years, it, you know, it lost its way. And uh, we also wanted to drive home the message that even a super company can face challenges. What makes them really super is that they are able to overcome the challenges and bounce back. And then we also had Imami in our list because Imami is one company which has made it a habit to launch products which are disruptive in the marketplace. And what is significant about Imami was that... Um, Whenever they launch a product, it disrupts the market like the fairness screen for men. They are able to retain a dominant market share 
in each of these segments, despite the fact that we have multinational companies like HUL and others in the frame, they are consistent, they have over 50% market share in each of these categories that they are present in. It's, it's really very good that an Indian company can really take on these deep-pocketed multinational companies and uh, hold them at bay. And a couple of other names, Mothersan Sumi, which is India's largest auto company. Mothersan Sumi we chose as our cover story for the simple reason that it is a one company which has taught everybody that you can grow without compromising profitability. If you look at Mothersan Sumi's scorching pace of growth and the way they have maintained their profitability, it's fabulous. We are talking here of inorganic growth. They are just acquiring companies and Mr. Segal has mastered the art of looking at companies which he thinks will enable Madhusudan Sumi grow and grow profitability. And he has a whole team of people looking at acquisition and the success rate or the deal closing rate of this team is only about 6 to 7 percent, which means that they are looking at whole lot of proposals, but they only choose the one that fits into their formula, which is a growth that comes with without a compromise in profitability. Right. Before we wrap this up, uh, PwC were the partners for helping you choose these companies and help you through the process. So two questions. One is uh, the thinking behind this and will this be the first of many issues to come every year? Yeah, PwC was, gave us a knowledge support. And uh, as you know, this is a very elaborate process and it involves a lot of number crunching. We, all, we thought it is best to involve experts to do that part of the, the listing. So PwC helped us in siffling through all the data and uh, making sure that the list that comes out is robust. And uh, we jointly worked on the methodology as well. We sought their inputs on what should be the ideal methodology. As regards the listing, yes, this is our first listing of uh, India Super 50 companies. This will be our annual feature. And uh, we would want to uh, look at the feedback we are getting, try and refine the process further and further so that we end up with a listing that is uh, the best that is possible. Yes, and urging all, all the listeners to pick this copy up and perhaps this time next year, Madhavan, when we do another one, we'll try and talk about a couple of companies from the existing list to track where they are heading towards. Madhavan, thanks a lot for your time. Thanks, Abhishek. Thank you. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes and to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, just message Forbes to 51818.